Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today on this Christmas Eve. We're going to go straight to the Lord of Prayer. I have a, I have a show that I really am excited to share with you uh, simply because of the content and, and it's Christmas Eve and, and we have a lot to be thankful for. Today is show number 2,499. So tomorrow on Christmas Day, we will hit 2,500 shows for CSC Talk Radio. That's something. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, a time of salvation and miracles, when the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with the flocks, then the work of the Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal those broken in spirit, to feed the hungry, to release the oppressed, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among all peoples, to make a little music with the heart, and to radiate the light of Christ every day in every way in all that we do and in all that we say, then the work of Christmas begins. For such a time as this, in a world where worry, not peace, prevails, stir up that good news again. This Christmas, make it real in our hearts. Never have we needed your joy and peace more than now, Father. Thank you for the gift of Jesus, our Emmanuel, the Word made flesh. Forgive us for forgetting for forgetting that your love never changes never fades and that you never abandon the purpose for which you came to save us from our own sinful condition and to give us life eternal the joy of a relationship with a holy god your birth and your death sealed your promise to us forever for such a time as this Your name is still called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. As your children, we cry out for a fresh filling and a new awareness of who you are. We choose by faith to make the good news of great joy a reality in our own lives, so others can see us as lighted trees of life pointing to you this Christmas. We know one day... Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. And we also know that peace on earth can only come when hearts find peace with you. You are still our joy, Father. You are still our peace. You are no longer a babe in the manger. You are Lord of lords and King of kings. And we still celebrate you as Lord this Christmas and always. 
for such a time as this. A time for Christmas miracles. Bring this nation your miracle of forgiveness. Bring America home again, Abba Father, home to you, that we will once again be a nation called by your name. Place your hedge of protection around your remnant here. May we be a repentant people, filled with Fill our hearts with love, your love, with boldness and with courage. For such a time as this, O God, we lay our prayers at your feet. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When we think about Christmas, we think of so many wonderful things. Family, food, presents, decorations, and miracles. Sometimes we get so busy we forget that Jesus is the reason for the season and the greatest miracle of all. How do we manage to slow down and look past the tinsel and the poinsettias? I've shared with you before that I used to direct church choirs and, oh, we'd put on huge productions, always at Christmas and Easter. I did one huge one on the 4th of July. It was beautiful. I loved involving as many as I could, the singers, the musicians, the readers, the children, the adults, the artists, and the builders, the costume creators, etc. And for those long practices, others might volunteer to help prepare lunch for the choir. It was a good time. We presented a meaningful message in song and play. But sometimes those in charge, a.k.a. Beth, me, would tend to get lost in the stress of it all. But usually, the nights of presentation and performance, I would see how much it meant to the audience and the visitors, and that would bring it all to life. That hard work was worth the moments of joy and thought that the music and message instilled in all those listening and in all those involved. It was and is about Jesus. His message of love and sacrifice and salvation from the manger to the cross. Keep Jesus close this season and all year long. The Christmas story from Luke is always read at our house, usually on Easter, oh, I'm sorry, usually on Christmas Eve, <laughs> and just before the opening of presents which these days isn't necessarily Christmas, as my family has grown with their own families, so we kind of have to work together to find a common Christmas day for our family. But their daddy, the grandpa, papa, he still reads the Christmas story. Christmas Eve has always brought lots of excitement to my house with all my little sons running around and excited about what might happen. Even when I was a little girl, that anticipation of the next day filled with opening of presents, new things, and a special meal prepared by my mama. She actually prepared a big meal for Christmas. There are years, such as this year, that present all of us with great challenges, whether it's personal tragedies, loss of loved ones, loss of jobs, a pandemic, 
a nation in chaos, just to mention a few. However, because of Christmas, the receiving of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we have hope and His promise of eternal life with Him in a place much greater than here in this broken, chaotic world. Oh, the babe in the manger over 2,000 years ago is our Savior and King. He came to earth to bring salvation to all mankind. His was the greatest miracle and the greatest sacrifice of all. For greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. John 14:13. Christmas time. For the most part, we, the majority here in the USA, have enjoyed a decent and nice living, a way of life. We have been a free and independent people, sovereign people in what was once a sovereign nation. In America, we have those opportunities to enjoy the, this real-life Norman Rockwell scenes with our families and friends and maybe experience just a few hallmark moments because long ago in America, our founding fathers and many fathers and brothers after them sacrificed selflessly so that we did not have to. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Christmas is perceived as a time for miracles. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. I know there may be chaos there at your house today because you're getting ready. Oh, you're getting ready. But take a moment. Take a breath. Jesus is the reason for the season, and we will be right back. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-990-6716. 800-990-6716. That's 800-990-6716. 800-990-6716. Bring on the glitz this holiday season with MakeupAmerica.us. Rhonda, CEO and founder of Makeup America, is offering her one-and-done sister sets, matching lipstick and nail polish. But Rhonda didn't stop there. She's added a free nail file and a cosmetic bag. Most sister sets are under $30. Remember to use the promo code BETHANN20 for 20% off. Get one and done. You got more for less. Easy, smart shopping, right? These sister sets are perfect. Whether a hostess gift, Hanukkah, or Christmas gifts, appreciate 
appreciate your first responders, great stocking stuffers, and say thank you to teachers. And shh, don't forget your secret Santa. Bring some glitter to your Happy New Year celebrations. One and done it is. Each sister set includes a free nail file and a cosmetic bag. You will also save close to $9 in the four-color American manicure set when using the promo code BETHANN20. Visit MakeupAmerica.us. Use promo code BETHANN20 to receive 20% discount off all Makeup America products. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. We have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth. And it's Christmas Eve. Christmas is perceived as a time for miracles. I thought I'd bring a few stories of miracles and events that warm our hearts on this day. And now they warm our hearts every day. But our American history is a wonderful story. And it's helping us appreciate all that we have had and what sets us apart from other countries. So let's go back in time when the battle for our freedom was being fought. It was anything but a Norman Rockwell moment, or there was no soft warmness of a Hallmark moment either. It was brutal, it was ugly, and there was death and suffering. America's Revolution. When remembering the Revolutionary War, you picture a boat with a ragged soldiers on icy waters. George Washington standing there and another holding the American flag. What a sight to see that must have been. My youngest son actually gave me a copy of that picture. And I treasure it. It was Christmas time, you know. Where were those men headed? It was a dark and freezing cold stormy night. I couldn't resist that. But it was. It wasn't Christmas Eve. It was the day after Christmas. The 26th of December, 1776. When this nation received a Christmas miracle. General George Washington and the Continental Army were not in a very good way. Provisions were extremely low. They lacked warm clothing. Some had rag holdings 
holding on there, tied on to holding on their shoes, what was left of them, and some just had rags in place of shoes. They were referred to as the Ragtag Army for that very reason. In December of 1776, Washington and the Continental Army, as badly as they were, and they needed a bad, they needed a victory in the worst way. Having had a run of devastating defeats with no sufficient successes, no significant successes, not only that, Trenton was being defended by Hessians, mercenaries, who were highly trained and well-equipped. Indeed, this risky assault actually amounts to America's first Christmas miracle. The odds in a straight-up fight they were not very good. So Washington had to do something unexpected. Attack the day after Christmas. However, on Christmas Day, the weather was horrible. Washington's rough 2,400 soldiers, many of whom did not have shoes, as we mentioned earlier, had to march through wet snow, sleet, and driving rain in, a, in the Delaware River, where they then crossed in the dead of night. Once they started crossing the river, the weather was made worse by a nor'eastern which had hit the East Coast. Journals from Washington's men described the storm as a perfect hurricane. Further, once they were over the river, they knew they had to march for several more hours before they engaged in a battle. The weather hand and slow crossing had put them three hours behind schedule, and some officers were debating just calling off the attack. Soldiers reported that their muskets weren't operable in that weather, and the temperature was in the high 20s. The rain kept coming. It was a disaster. Still, Washington was determined. He told the men to use their bayonets if their rifles wouldn't fire, and they continued the march. Calling off the attack was just not an option for General Washington. For all those reasons, the Battle of Trenton should have been a complete failure and likely the beginning of the end of America's independence. Yet, miraculously, it was the exact opposite. The attack on Trenton lasted only one hour. Of the approximately 1,350 Hessians, Defending the city, 900 of them surrendered after Washington swiftly executed a surprise attack. Not only did the Continental Army suffer very few casualties, they picked up a whole gob and a bunch of good deal of ammunition and equipment that once belonged to the Hessians. George Washington's victory at the Battle of Trenton was December 26, 1776. It was genuinely a miracle for the Americans, and it shaped our country and our world for centuries to come. Most of that I got from a writing that he wrote a couple of years ago. I think it was Newt Gingrich. And I took it from some other things that I had downloaded to read about that particular battle. 
And here's Beth's two cents. The weather delay was actually in the favor of the Continental Army, as bad as it was. The Hessians had celebrated the day before, and the surprise attack by Washington and his men got them a little hungover. I read a few years back that the Hessians, the Army for Hire, really had no personal interest in the war other than money. They were paid for, while our men had liberty at heart. And as Alexander Hamilton said, there's a certain enthusiasm in liberty making mankind rise above itself in acts of bravery and heroism. Washington could have said, this ain't happening today, but he didn't. He knew how important this victory would be. And he was a man of prayer. War may not know a holiday, but God is always, always in the miracle business. There was, and I believe still is, a godly evangelical purpose in this nation. God's hand has been on us, this nation, throughout the years. But then we became a lazy people. Perhaps we lost our enthusiasm for liberty. We decided we didn't need God, and many decided He wasn't real. And only weak people have a faith and a belief in a God. As this nation fell farther away from God, we came, became a very selfish people, delving deep into sin and calling it good. And now we are reaping the consequences of that falling away. But, the Christmas miracle, we can turn back. You're never too far away or too deep in sin that God will not forgive, for He will. He will never forsake you. Oh, we're not worthy. No, we're not. But His mercy is forever. His love endures forever. His love, His grace is amazing. And it's for everyone. You know, we we talk about miracles and we talk, you know, that was war, Beth. How can that possibly have been a miracle? One year later, they had another opportunity. And the 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 men were not in any good shape then either. The war is costly. It's costly in dollars. It's costly in lives. Sacrificing. Not just being there. These men weren't even getting paid. They were supposed to get paid like soldiers today get paid. But America didn't have any money. And George Washington was pretty put out with Congress. <laughs> Big surprise, huh? Because they weren't coming through with the provisions as needed for these men. Soldiers. With rags on their feet for shoes. Sacrificed their lives in horrible weather. I can't stand being cold. I'd have been a terrible patriot back then. I could have done it in July. <laughs> Rudy's laughing at me. You know, folks, 
It's a miracle. He came to a manger. He died on a cross. And he rose for all to see. I hear the music. We're heading into a break. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Just sit down, take a little breath. It's all going to be fine. I'm speaking from experience. And we will be right back. Radio. This is Beth Ann. I found two little stories that I thought were so cute to share with you at Christmas. And uh, so we're going to share with you today. Tomorrow, we're going to have a special show, and my son is planning to join me. I hope that that works out that way. And we're going to talk about the Christmas carols and the background of the Christmas carols, a scriptural background. And it'll be interesting. I love to study the music. You know, they had authors, too. They had writers. So it's kind of interesting to to follow that, and that's what we will do tomorrow. And also, tomorrow is show number 2500. We usually do something special on an event like that, but since it's Christmas, I guess it is special. We'll plan it for another day. This is about a tumbleweed. Oh, a tumbleweed. If you've ever seen a tumbleweed, it doesn't look anything like a Christmas tree, does it? In the late 1940s, we were living in a little country town called Monte Vista. It was near San Jose, California. Dad worked off and on, so we were generally low on money. But this particular year, we had no funds for a Christmas tree. The tradition Mom loved the most was decorating the Christmas tree, which always stood in a place of honor in our living room. Come Thanksgiving, she would start dragging out the boxes filled with all kinds of decorations. Mom was almost in mourning about not having a tree that year. We tried to cheer her up, but nothing seemed to work. As the holiday got closer... She retreated to her bedroom. There, being a woman of strong faith, she began to pray, leaving the situation in God's hands. A few days before Christmas, we awoke to an ecstatic mother singing Christmas carols and looking for the decorations. Mom, I asked her, why are you so happy all of a sudden? What's happened? She says, oh, come see, come see what God did. I went out to the back porch with her. A gigantic tumbleweed had blown up against the garage door in the middle of the night. But Mom didn't see a tumbleweed. She saw a beautiful Christmas tree. We couldn't get it through the front door or back doors, so we opened both the French doors on the side of the house and brought the tree in that way. 
somehow the two of us got it fastened to the Christmas tree stand, and we set it up in the living room. Now, I'm a, are you envisioning this? This is a, a beautiful sight to behold. Then we sat down at the dining room table, and we began to cut strips of construction paper, gluing the ends together to form a chain of bright colors. Mom made popcorn for us to string together with needle and thread. The branches of the tumbleweed were much too brittle to support lights, so we tied just one string close to the trunk where the lights would shine upward. We all stood back and looked at our tree. My mom began to cry softly. I heard her say under her breath, Thank you, God, for providing us a tree to bless us this Christmas. It's a memory that continues to bless me every year, the writer said. The writer is Bill Sparling. And this came from Sequim, Washington. The real miracle here wasn't the tumbleweed tree, but it was the hope and change of attitude in the woman's heart. The tree God provided was still just a tumbleweed that simply stopped over for a dress-up. Christmas isn't about gifts or decorations. It's about love and it's about our salvation. Family gathering in love, whether for ham or for spam, or for a pot of beans. Be thankful this year for everything. And I know this year it's going to be tough for a lot of people. But there's always something to be thankful for. Even at our lowest, there's always something. The year of 1983, when I lost my home in a fire... My siblings and my mom, they decided to replace some of the pictures that we had, that we had lost, and give that to us for Christmas. And they put it in a, in a album. It was a rough winter, weather-wise. It was colder than it was in Delaware. <laughs> and uh, because of the storm... The lights kept going out on them, and they were trying to put that album together with flashlights, and they wait for the lights to come back on. And when they handed it to me, they scolded me because I hadn't been putting names and dates on the back of the pictures, and they were trying to figure out what they were. It was a labor of love that I'll never forget. Well, this one is about a Christmas loan. And it is moving as well. Since my wife's grandparents, Harm and Dina Bash, immigrated from Germany to Wyrock, Minnesota, back in 1913, Dina worked hard to learn English and made sure all her children learned it. But Harm resisted learning any more English than he could pick up at the local feed stores. That's where he heard about a 30, I'm sorry, a 300-acre farm for rent. Harm checked out the farm and found that it was good soil, a stream, and furnished 
four-bedroom house for $500 a month. Harm could rent the house for five years with an option to buy. Draft horses and farm implements were included. Harm and Dina had saved $205. So Harm put on his best clothes. Remember when people used to do that? Shined his shoes and set off to borrow $295. The first banker said, I'm sorry, but I can't, uh, I can't understand you. Are you an American citizen? And the second banker said, you'll have to learn English if you want to borrow money here. Harm came home unhappy and confused. In Germany, I got, I got, I go to the bank and I shake hands and I get money. They don't ask questions like that. Adina patiently explained that he just had to learn to speak English. Reluctantly, he agreed. But each evening, his family helped him. The oldest child played the part of the banker, and the other children critiqued how Harm handled himself. They practiced all through October and November, and on December the 10th, they decided he was ready. That's also when Dina surprised him by announcing that the kids had earned $40 doing odd jobs around town, so they needed to borrow only $255. All the children cheered and went to bed, feeling very proud. That night, Dina suggested that Harm borrow $300 so that they could give the children a nice Christmas for all the hard work, and Harm happily agreed. The next morning, he shined his shoes, and he headed into the farmer's uh, bank, Merchant State Bank. After shaking hands with the banker, Harm said, I want to borrow $300 to rent a farm for five years from Mr. Clifton Anderson. It's 300 acres, good soil, and a stream. And the banker replied that he agreed, and it was a good farm. And then he said, Mr. Bosch, I hear you have a large family, and I like to help folks with large families. How many children do you have? I have one and a half dozen, Harm answered. Wow, 18 children, the banker said. You really do need the money. Just sign here. Apparently, Harm didn't quite master English numbers just yet, because he meant to say one plus a half dozen, or seven. Still, the banker lent, lent him the $300. Harm and Dina rented the farm, and the family had a very Merry Christmas. Was it a miracle? Oh, I don't know about it being a miracle. But it was funny, and it was a true story. And I thought it was amazing how the children helped raise the money for the farm. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We come back. We're going to share the story of Christmas. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. 
And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Their expert staff can help you turn your book idea into a real book, a masterpiece that could someday make the bestseller list in hard copy and digitally all across the world. Page Publishing can help you completely take your idea for a book, write it, and publish it. So if you want to join the ranks of some of the most famous authors in the world, call now for a free information kit. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. Make a free call right now to Page Publishing. 800-378-3212 That's 800-378-3212 Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, set your table with Liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message. Liberty for all, and we love America. Order your set now, and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them, 844-386-2338. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power of the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power of the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power of the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and when I invented my pillow, I wanted to have everything you'd ever want in a pillow. You can adjust the patented fill to your exact individual needs. You can wash and dry my pillow. It has a 10-year warranty not to go flat, and it's made in the USA. And now, for a limited time, you can get a queen-size premium my pillow for the lowest price ever. Regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. That's a $40 savings. I'm also giving you deep discounts on all my MyPillow products, including my bed sheets, mattress toppers, and bath towels. Not only are you getting the lowest prices ever, but they make the best Christmas gifts ever. Buy now, and I'll extend my 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. 
For all Mike's amazing products and discounts, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, or call 1-800-978-6168. That's 1-800-978-6168, and tell them Beth Ann sent you. Happy returns. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Well, I mentioned at the beginning in my monologue that we always share the Christmas story out of Luke. So I want to close today in this last segment with you. If you'll join me, you can get your Bibles out. I have. To, I happen to. I will read it out of different translations. This one happens to be the King James. It's Luke, chapter two. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she would deliver. She would be delivered. And she brought forth her first son, firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that they heard it, and all that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus which was so named of the which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb 
And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit in the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him uh, after the custom of the law, then took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them, and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yeah, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Azar. She was of great age and had lived with an an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in the instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And when they had performed all these according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in the spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they returned back to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. 
And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou dealt us, dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said to them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them, and came to Nazareth, and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and man. The story of our salvation. God came down. Do you ever wonder why he had to come as a child, as a baby? First we held him in our arms, and then we hung him on a cross. Did Mary realize that when she kissed the face of her baby, she kissed the face of God? Those are some of the songs that, that are sung at Christmas. Jesus. God came down, Emmanuel, the Word. And with the Word and the truth, we will always bring America home. For too long now, those whose ancestors carved from a vast wilderness an awe-inspiring extension of Western civilization have been without any semblance of political representation. Abandoned by the political establishment, we now face the prospect of losing our national identity, culture, and our way of life. But there is hope. There is still time to right these wrongs. And there is a vehicle to organize our people into a force capable of reclaiming America's destiny. The American third position is that vehicle. It's a political party for our people, led by extraordinary patriots like Bill Johnson, Kevin McDonald, and myself, James Edwards. Our ancestors from the gates of Vienna to the sands of Iwo Jima sacrificed their all in order to secure Providence's most precious gift freedom. Now it's our turn. Learn more at the American Third Position website, American3P.org. That's American, the number three, the letter P.org. This is the American Third Position, American3P.org. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. 